Hi, welcome to History's Great Speeches. I'm Charles Featherston, voice artist, narrator and compiler of the series. Please like or subscribe and feel free to contact me via Bandcamp, Podbean, Facebook or Patreon to let me know speeches or time periods you'd like to see covered. You can find a full set of links at my website, charlesfeatherston.uk. Lucius Sergius Catalina, or Catiline. An Exhortation to Conspiracy, 63 BCE. If your courage and fidelity had not been sufficiently proved by me, this favourable opportunity would have occurred to no purpose. Mighty hopes, absolute power, would in vain be within our grasp. Nor should I, depending on irresolution or fickle-mindedness, pursue contingencies instead of certainties. But as I have on many remarkable occasions experienced your bravery and attachment to me, I have ventured to engage in a most important and glorious enterprise. I am aware, too, that whatever advantages or evils afflict you, the same affect me. And to have the same desires and the same aversions is assuredly a firm bond of friendship. What I have been meditating you have already heard separately. But my ardour for action is daily more and more excited when I consider what our future condition of life must be unless we ourselves assert our claims to liberty. For since the government has fallen under the power and jurisdiction of a few, kings and princes have constantly been their tributaries. Nations and states have paid them taxes. But all the rest of us, however brave and worthy, whether noble or plebeian, have been regarded as a mere mob without interest or authority, and subject to those to whom, if the state were in a sound condition, we should be a terror. Hence, all influence, power, honour and wealth are in their hands, or where they dispose of them. To us, they have left only insults, dangers, prosecutions and poverty. To such indignities, O bravest of men, how long will you submit? Is it not better to die in a glorious attempt than, after having been the sport of other men's insolence, to resign a wretched and degraded existence with ignominy? But success, I call gods and men to witness, is in our own hands. Our years are fresh, our spirit is unbroken. Among our oppressors, on the contrary, through age and wealth, a general debility has been produced. We have therefore only to make a beginning the course of events will accomplish the rest. Who in the world, indeed, that has the feelings of a man, can endure that they should have a superfluity of riches to squander in building overseas and levelling mountains, and that means should be wanting to us even for the necessaries of life? That they should join together two houses or more, and that we should not have a hearth to call our own? They, though they purchase pictures, statues and embossed plate, Though they pull down new buildings and erect others, and lavish and abuse their wealth in every possible method, yet cannot, with the utmost efforts of caprice, exhaust it. But for us there is poverty at home, debts abroad. Our present circumstances are bad, our prospects much worse. And what, in a word, have we left but a miserable existence? Will you not, then, awake to action? Behold that liberty, that liberty for which you have so often wished, with wealth, honour and glory, are set before your eyes. All these prizes fortune offers to the victorious. 
Let the enterprise itself then, let the opportunity, let your poverty, your dangers and the glorious spoils of war animate you far more than my words. Use me either as your leader or your fellow soldier, neither my heart nor my hand shall be wanting to you. These objects I hope to effect in concert with you in the character of consul, unless, indeed, my expectation deceives me and you prefer to be slaves rather than masters.